So I like to kind of think of it as like, we're very similar to a graphic designer, but instead of doing like visuals, we do everything with words. So we're actually like the wordsmiths of a, a company. Um, Today's guest is Melissa Wong. She's a copywriter in the fashion industry, and today she goes over strategies for becoming a copywriter, as well as what her day-to-day looks like. Let's get started. Welcome to the Webwork Podcast. Every week, you're inspiring interviews from remote workers, freelancers, and online business owners. And I'm your host, Zach Jones. Hi, Melissa. How's it going? Hi, it's good. How are you? Good, I'm good. Uh, I guess the first question I have for you is, what do you do and where are you from? Yeah, so I am a copywriter. I'm born and raised in the Bay Area, um, California, and right now I'm working from home. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, cool. And how did you settle on becoming a copywriter? Yeah, this this is a really good question. So I... um, I guess I'll just start with like what I wanted to do as a, as a kid. I've always really been into fashion. And so um, I, you know, didn't have the skills to really become a fashion designer. So I was like, well, what the other, you know, career opportunities that are there. Um, so I really just wanted to do business and um, copywriting just like fell into my lap. I um, partnered with a fashion recruiter. And they actually got me my first job as a junior copywriter for Gap Factory. Um, And yeah, my copywriting journey basically started there. So so Gap, the clothing company, right? Yeah, Gap, the clothing company. Um, Nice, okay. Yeah, they're they're like a a San Francisco staple um, in the retail world. So it was really cool that I got my career starting from there. Okay, okay. And... um... I guess as a, as a copywriter, what does your day usually look like? What do you do or what are the tasks associated with being a copywriter? That's a good question. Um, a lot of people aren't really familiar with the term copywriter or what a copywriter does. Um, so I like to kind of think of it as like we're very similar to a graphic designer, but instead of doing like visuals, we do everything with words. So we're actually like the wordsmiths of a a company. Um, we work in the marketing department and we usually work with a creative team. Um, but my day-to-day jobs are writing basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I write, um, for a marketing campaign. So emails, social, um, anything that has is customer facing I deal with. So, and that can, you know, I could be working on an email newsletter and it just depends on, you know, how long it'll take me to unblock all of the, you know, word. Sometimes when you have a word blockage, you don't, or what is it called? Writing. Writer's block. Yeah. Writer's block, which I tend to have a lot. Um, but yeah, I, my, most of my days are either in meetings or writing. Um, I don't really have anything else that I do, which is nice. And so um, because I love writing, it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. And where do you work right now? So I work for Poshmark. Um, we are a e-commerce, kind of social e-commerce platform where um, people can sell their clothes or, you know, we've kind of 
branched out. Now people can sell home items. Um, and it's a, it's a really cool company because one, it's, it's still fashion, but two, it's not like um, the traditional fashion. It's kind of like disrupting the retail industry. Um, and I'm very into being very um, eco-friendly and, and conscious about kind of uh, waste. And so Poshmark was like a super good fit for me. Okay, that, that's awesome. So, so when you're applying for jobs or looking for jobs, is is kind of the company values very important to you? Yeah, definitely. Um, being a writer and and also being in the marketing kind of industry, I wanted to do something and write for someone that I was passionate about. Um, the traditional retail wasn't as you know a good of a fit for me, just because you. Know, the um, fashion industry is like one of the biggest wastes um, and polluters in the world, basically. And so um, it didn't sit right with me that we were telling people to buy clothes when there are so many clothes that are in, you know, thrift stores and secondhand um, places that, you know, could go to the, the dump. So Poshmark was just a really perfect like company if I could ever create a perfect company to work for it. Yeah, that's awesome. So you, so it sounds like you really appreciate that they kind of find new life to uh for for all these old clothes that are Yeah. kind of would have originally been thrown out. Yeah, exactly. Um and it just kind of it's almost like I said, disrupting, but also changing people's perceptions about like secondhand clothes, which I really like. Um, I'm a thrifter myself. I just just went for the first time today again Mm -hmm. after quarantine. Um, But yeah, I'm very into trying to basically take, you know, you don't have to go buy new things because we don't need to buy new things all the time. Um, you're really better off finding something, at a, like I said, like a thrift store or even all these new apps that are coming out, like Facebook Marketplace, Let Go, um, Mercari. There's just always cool things that you can find that aren't at traditional retailers. So I'm really trying that, really trying to make that a mission of mine to buy not from traditional retailers and kind of uh, see if I can give another you know item uh, a new life that's really cool that's really cool um I guess going back to when you were a kid what did you want to do or was it always the fashion industry or did you did you um want to do something else when you were a kid basically yeah so um when I was a kid, like my dream job was to be a vet because I loved animals. Um, but when I got into school, mainly high school, I realized quickly that I really was bad at science um, and math. I kind of went to the other, you know, the other history and, and English that I was really good at. So, um, yeah, being a vet quickly. <laughs> quickly the the dream of becoming a vet quickly um disappeared when I realized I I sucked at science so (laughs) um um, yeah so I and I didn't actually even go to college for writing but 
I always knew that I was inherent, like, I always knew I was good at writing because my friends would always question, you know, why I didn't take, or why I didn't become like an English major or um, a journal a journalism major just because they knew that I was good at writing. Um, and so when I became a copywriter, it was kind of like meant to be in a way. Um, you know, I didn't take a lot of English classes when I was in college, but the fact that I could just create like storylines and, and headlines and um, other you know, important marketing <laughs> jargon. Um, yeah, that's, that's really was, cool. Yeah, it was, it was just like a perfect dream come true in a way. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when you knew you wanted to become a copywriter, was there a moment that kind of clicked for you or was it just kind of gradually built up to the point where you were like, Hey, I'm really good at this and I enjoy doing this. So maybe I should just go with this. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know how naturally good I was at writing until I got into my first internship, um, where they kind of were were asking me to, um, redo some of their, their product captions on their, on their product pages um we call those product description pages or pdps and so when i started to write i was like wow i'm i'm actually have a knack for this i i didn't realize that this was like something i could make a career out of um but yeah it it really fell organically into my lap um because i i told my recruiter of this fashion you know recruiting company that um, kind of like what I wanted to do. And so the first, the first job was a junior copywriter and, and that, um, I had a really good mentor at Gap Factory who taught me basically everything I know. And, and she really sparked that love and, and, um, desire to become a copywriter. And so I'm really thankful for her, for one, picking me, um, and also just believing in me and, and really fostering that talent. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think it's great that you found a mentor. Um, what advice would you have for someone looking as a junior copywriter or someone who wants to get into copywriting? What advice would you have for anyone like that trying to break into your industry? Yeah. So, um, I think really just having a, one, a good portfolio, um, they really look for portfolios and even if it's not, um, like, professional writing or writing that you've done um, for for the industry. It's it's more kind of getting a sense into, you know, how how good you are at writing. And and so um, I would definitely add some, you know, uh, some just examples of, of good pieces of writing that you're comfortable um, kind of presenting yourself as. Um, and then also just really getting into the mindset of a copywriter, which is like really hard to say, but um, copywriting is, it's so obscure, but also very simple because you have to be one, like a good, a good listener and very observant around about your industry and, and the things around you. And also kind of putting yourself into the, the shoes of like a customer or, you know, your target audience and, and um, saying, you know, what kind of words will really 
spark my interest in, in learning more about your company. So um, immersing yourself in, in the industry that you want to be in um, is one of the pieces of advice I, I really w- would stress. Um, and to just, you know, reading, writing, anything that you can to to get those juices flowing because it's I get writer's block a lot um because that's basically all I do in in my job um so I would definitely you know try writing practices like you know if you're into poetry or if you're into like fiction writing or or things like that that kind of get those juices flowing because you're going to need a lot of those like exercises Mm -hmm. while you're on the job um, or else you'll just lose your, your motivation to write. Yeah, it's cool. That's really cool. Um, If you weren't a copywriter right now, like, let's say like you couldn't ever do that job again. Yeah. What would you be doing? That's a good question. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, in my ideal world, if money didn't matter, I would just like, you know, sit at home and, and with my dogs and, and mm-hmm. maybe become like a dog rescuer. I don't know. Um, That's the dream. But yeah, that <laughs> is. Yeah, or just like you know, tend to my garden. And um, I really just want to be self-sufficient when I grow older. But yeah, I was really passionate about animals. That's why I wanted to become a vet, but um, I suck at science, so that wasn't attainable. (laughs) And so um, I don't know if I would become a vet, maybe try and be something in that industry or um, actually trying to do fashion designing, which is also something that I really like wanted to do as a kid, but um, realized that fashion designers like, not everyone, you know, becomes a successful fashion designer and there's not um, as many opportunities there to make a good living from. So uh, yeah, if money didn't matter, those are mm-hmm. like the two things that I would definitely try and do. Okay. So you're saying as a copywriter, it's a little more of a secure future and you still get to be in the industry that you like, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. And um, I also get to to write, which is really cool, and be creative just in a different way. Um, And I don't have to do all of the number crunching and, you know, other things that I really am not good at. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Um, If you had to describe the best personality for a copywriter, what would it be? Um, So I actually, my last job, this is a story. Um, all of the copywriters that I worked with were all like Pisces. We all were born like three days or four or five days within each other. And um, we're all just like really good listeners. Um, So I feel like having that and Pisces are also like very empathetic and emotional. Um, So I think that goes hand in hand with writing. Um, like I said earlier, you know, you have to really listen and, and kind of observe the world or the industry around you to get a good sense of what people want to um, feel and think and and really motivate them to learn more about your company. So I think um, a good copywriter is obviously someone, like I said, who's a good listener, who's very kind of empathetic in a way because you kind of have to put yourself in the customer's like shoes and or their target target audiences 
um, shoes just to kind of see from their perspective, you know, what what it is that it's going to be that opportunity to be like, oh, I, I want to read more or I want to learn more. Um, and then also just, like I said, being, I mean, goes without saying being a good writer um, and knowing grammar very well, knowing kind of pop culture really well, because you do want to get people, like I said, to click. So having um, those little sparks of, of, things that are interesting or, or not like clickbait in a way, but more just like, what is, what is it that is going to um, grab their attention? So just being informed and um, like I said, a good writer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, as a copywriter, and I know this probably varies from company to company, but how is your work-life balance? Um. So, being, I'm very blessed to live in the Bay Area and have and be in the, the tech space. And we're very, and tech companies are very um, good at giving a work-life balance, especially at Poshmark. Um, now in uh, COVID, we get to work from home. And that's been really nice because, um, you know, I don't have to be in the office all day. And if I do find myself stressed or um, kind of having like a writer's block, I can completely divert and go and, you know, work out or cook um, and then come back and, and look at my work, whatever I have to do and, and uh, write. But my work-life balance is, is really nice. Um, you can't really, for creative, the creative process, you can't really give people deadlines I mean you can but you can't say like oh this needs to be written in a day because it doesn't work like that um you really need to have the time to IDA the time to edit the time to brainstorm um so we get for me I get a, a project and I probably have like a week to do it um and it just depends on how much um, how many products projects I have, but that can fluctuate from really busy to like really slow. So, um, and even the really busy times, I'm not super stressed because I just have to write. I don't have to, (laughs) I don't have to, um, you know, come up with a a huge data readout or um, create a presentation. I just have to execute um, writing and it's been and writing is super therapeutic in general. So um, I really like my work-life balance. I don't have any complaints at all. And uh, COVID has definitely helped me regain my sense of, of work-life balance in a healthy way. It's really cool. Yeah. That's, that sounds good. It sounds like a nice, yeah, I don't know. It just sounds like a nice, you have a nice work-life balance and you're able to, kind of chill out when you need to, which is cool. Exactly. Um, And, you know, the only thing that I really need to be, uh, like, on call for are meetings. But other than that, as long as I finish my work, and that can be anywhere from, like, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. when whenever my writing (laughs) decides or whenever my creative juices decides to, like, wake me up and be like, okay, 
I actually have an idea and it'll be the most random times. Like I'll be sleeping, like I'll be trying to go to sleep or in the shower or sitting down or watching something that'll spark an idea for one of the projects I have. Um, so yeah, it's, it's nice. I really enjoy my work-life balance and I like that I don't have to be in the office, like office nine to five. I can do it all day 24 7 or whenever i feel like mm-hmm. okay and um we talked about people who do well as a copywriter um what kind of people don't do well as a copywriter or what kind of personalities have you seen that kind of wash out of your industry very quickly um that's a good question um well one you can't be bad at writing or you can't have bad grammar for sure um but i find that people who are very like really big overthinkers don't tend to do well um, as a copywriter because you second guess yourself like a lot. Um, and then, you know, you kind of have to be decisive <laughs> when it comes to copywriting. You can't overthink it. You kind of just have to feel. Um, so that's why I'm saying like people with um, who are empathetic are really good at writing because they kind of just like feel what's good, not this is, this is the way it is. You know, you can't really box in a writer. So um, overthinkers, I, I don't think they do very well as a writer or people who just don't like writing. Like, I know there's a lot of people who don't like writing out there. Um, so I would definitely say those people wouldn't do very good. Um, but just, and people who aren't like flexible um, and who aren't really good at getting feedback because as a writer, you have to get, a lot of feedback, especially to like grow and be better. Um, so yeah, I think those are the characteristics. But honestly, if you're if you like writing, I think that you'll do great as a copywriter. I don't think there's too many things about mm-hmm. copywriting that um, not not a lot of people can do. So okay, and um, I guess starting from just the start of your day, what does a typical workday look like for you? So it's kind of changed ever since quarantine happened. Um, My typical day, I kind of just like roll out of bed and (laughs) sign on. Um, And, you know, I'll make my tea in the morning, um, kind of look at my emails or Slack, um, see if there's anything that I need to um, sign off on in terms of copy um, before anything is published. I usually get the last kind of look to make sure to read everything to make sure that we don't have any spelling errors. There's no grammatical mistakes. Um, Anything from a writer perspective, if, um, you know, all the things that are scheduled to go out out the next day um, look good. So that's kind of like my morning. Um, I'll usually also work out before noon um, to kind of get my energy up. Um, before before COVID that wasn't that didn't happen just because my commute is like an hour long so um, I couldn't really work out in the morning and I like to sleep in a lot Um, I like my sleep so now that uh, COVID's happened I can work out get my energy up and it's only like a 30 minute workout so um, I really enjoyed that kind of aspect of of my day Um, and then I'll make myself a uh, lunch, which is super nice as well, because, you know, at the office, it was, 
catered lunch, which was cool, but um, now I can actually, you know, uh, mitigate what goes into my body. So. Yeah, can control what you're eating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, because I've had catered lunches at companies before, and it's like, it's free, so take as much as you want. <laughs> yes. yes, that's exactly what happened. They call it the uh, Poshmark 15 <laughs> at my company because we get, you know, we get catered lunches and we have unlimited snacks all day. So um, that is definitely dangerous. And so being at home, it, it helps me curb that that overeating, which I tended to do a lot in the office. Um, but yeah, after that, after lunch, I sit down and uh, depending if I have a meeting or not, um, usually I'll have afternoon meetings. So I'll, I'll do that. Um, and then I do most of my writing from 2 p.m. on. Um, I find that like the afternoon is when I have the most inspiration, the, the most like creative juices in my head. Um, and yeah, I it really just depends on my workload of that week. But I could be done by at five or I could be done at seven um, or I could be done at one. <laughs> you know, it just depends. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like my typical day. That's awesome. And um, my final question for you is what do you like or what one thing do you like the most about being a copywriter and what one thing do you like the least out of being a copywriter? Yeah, so one, um, the first part about being a copywriter, what I love is just being in charge of like the storytelling and kind of guiding, um, guiding the the reader or, you know, the, the customer into that journey of whatever they're reading, whether it's an email newsletter, a blog post, and just having that creative freedom to craft the story. Um, it was really cool in my eyes, um, seeing it translated into real life, whether it's store signs or billboards, um, is also super rewarding in my eyes. Um, so yeah, I just love playing with being the wordsmith and, and playing with words and being the storyteller. Um, and it gives me the freedom to express myself in a way that's through words. <laughs> um, which I love um, being a creative person. I've always never was really good at design, but really good at writing. So it gives me that outlet and it's super rewarding. Um, so yeah, that's what I love about copywriting. Um, I guess what I don't like about copywriting is just sometimes not being able to write, you know, what I want to write. Um, you know, in a company, you kind of have these guidelines, this is your voice, this is your tone, um, and this is your subject matter. And so sometimes the subject matter is not super interesting and super fun, but um, that's like, that's it. If there, there's um, no, nothing really bad that I see about copywriting. It's just kind of sometimes tedious to write about things that you don't want to write, but that's just me being super picky and kind of snobby about it because I'm like, I want the creative freedom to do anything. But obviously, you know, you, you work for a company and um, they have their own idea of kind of what they want things to sound like. So um, yeah, that's, and you know, 
it's not that big of a issue for me. So there's not that many things that I that I don't like about copywriting. So okay, so your tip to any up and coming copywriters would be to find a position at a co- industry that you're interested in. Yes, definitely. Um, because like, yeah, I said earlier, um, if you don't really like what you're writing for, it's really hard to come up with things like marketable things to say about it. Um, that's why I try and, and tell everyone to you know, write for someone that you're passionate about and the words come easy. Um, I haven't worked for a marketing agency before. I've been told I should, but I my response to them every time is that I'm not comfortable, you know, writing for whatever co- company, you know, is in asking for assets or or writing um, because I just I don't feel I have to feel kind of like attached to whatever uh, product I'm writing for, and if it's not something that I agree with, then I'd, then it would be very difficult to write, mm-hmm. for sure. Cool, that's great. That's good that you know your worth, and you know you want to work on the stuff that you want to work on. Yeah, um, awesome. and I think that's kind of just our generation as well. Um, I'm millennial, but I'm very, like, I'm kind of a younger millennial, so mm-hmm. um, I think you know, our, we were different than our parents in that we want to do something. We want to feel like we're making a difference or we, at least we want to feel connected to whatever company that we're working for. So um, I'm super lucky to have um, be- become a copywriter for Posh, a company like Poshmark because, like I said, I've always wanted to be in fashion. Um, I didn't really like the traditional retailers and, and fast fashion and how much, you know, these companies are polluting. And so the fact that I'm still in the fashion industry, but actually um, doing some, giving a platform, you know, for other people to sell their clothes and, and finding a different way to sell clothes and, and other items is, is super rewarding for me. So. Yeah. It's a win-win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thanks Melissa. This has actually been a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's all I have for now for uh, for you. So, thank you for you know taking the time to speak to me. It's been really cool to kind of reminisce about why I love being a copywriter. <laughs> um, so thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Melissa. Talk thank to you later. You. Bye. Bye. A huge thanks to Melissa for coming on the show. And if you'd like to learn more about her, you can find her over at linkedin.com slash in slash mnwong1. That's in slash mnwong1. See you next week.